listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing you stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. On June 24, 1995, a 37-year-old nurse and mother of four, Christine Monroe, was attacked while jogging on the south side of the Sacramento River Trail. At that time, Reading Police Department investigators spent hundreds of hours collecting evidence and interviewing dozens upon dozens of witnesses and potential suspects. However, the case went cold. This is the story of Christine Monroe. So I know that I've had special guests on the show, but for this episode, we have Jose back. Boo! No, just kidding. Hi, Jose. Can you repeat that one more time so I can edit it out? <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> so we do have Jose back. And Jose, I just have to say, so this case that I'm going to tell you about, it is kind of a short case. Is that why you're bringing me back? Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm trying How to convenient. ease you back into mm, this. <laughs> I see. This is a short case. It's a short story just because it's currently happening. As okay, we speak. gotcha. Right. So, but I really wanted to get the story out there because I just thought this is amazing. Just pretty much this story went cold and just now it's being solved Mm -hmm. thanks to DNA. And you know me, I love cold cases that get solved. So that's why I wanted to bring this story and share it with all of you. So let's just jump right in. In the summer of 95, Christine decided to go to her favorite trail for a run along the vast Sacramento River Trail when police say she was attacked, raped, and murdered. Christine was discovered five feet from the river's edge and 30 feet from the main trail, and her body was partially clothed. That's really not that far at all. No. I mean, think of like the main trail. I'm sure there's a lot of people going through there, hiking, doing whatever, and really that close? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it was supposed to be a very popular spot. So it, it wasn't like, oh, it's a lonely trail. No, there was constantly people there. Mm-hmm. So Christine had been stabbed multiple times. Her throat had been slashed. And the cause of her death was described as a deep stab wound to the neck. Ooh, sounds mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. So following Christine's rape and murder, the Reading Police Department spent hundreds of hours collecting evidence and interviewing dozens of witnesses and potential suspects. And one of them being Michael Vilbig. In 1997, two years into the investigation, convicted rapist Michael Vilbig claimed responsibility for Christine's murder. So Michael had been convicted the day before for raping and trying to kill two women near Shasta Lake. Really? Mm-hmm. So prosecutors at the time believed Michael's story, despite a lack of physical evidence and inaccurate details, but Michael was never actually charged with raping and killing Christine. And over the years, the case went cold. So what do they think about this guy? So they liked him for the murder and the rape, mm-hmm. but it was really hard to tie him to it because even though he had confessed to it, his story kept on changing and his story didn't really match with what investigators were had found out throughout the years of what might have happened to Christine. Right. So there isn't a lot of information on this case because it still has a ongoing investigation. So there isn't too much evidence. Okay. Okay. 
like I said, they were never able to actually charge Michael for Christine's murder. And over the years, the case just went cold. And in late 2019, major crimes detective Rusty Bishop began reviewing Christine's cold case. And this is what I love, okay? So, including looking at physical evidence that could be analyzed with modern DNA technology. Like, I just love this. So, he picked up Christine's case and he started reviewing it, okay? Mm -hmm. So, he's just started going through all the evidence and thinking, okay, is there any DNA that we can run through, you know, newer technology? Because this yeah. was back in 1995, yeah, okay? clearly ever changing right. week after week we see this happen where they're able to solve something that's super old mm -hmm. so in january of this year so january 2020 rusty resubmitted fingernail scrapings of christine monroe to the department of justice for dna analysis really so this past june Rusty received notification of a possible match through the Department of Justice combined DNA index system, a.k.a. CODIS. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So the evidence matched the DNA profile of James Watkins, now 42 years old. So they find this guy, James, because he's actually serving a 14 year sentence for robbery in a Texas state prison. So... Obviously, detectives immediately went to work reviewing James' history and whereabouts before, during, and after the murder of Christine. So they ended up learning that James moved to Redding, California from Texas in early 1995 mm. at the age of 17. That puts him there. Yeah. So he went there to live with his aunt and uncle. And during his short time in Redding, he was contacted by Redding police eight times over the two-year period that he was staying there. For what reason, though? So, okay, so those contacts included an arrest for shoplifting, a warrant arrest, and an unlawful camping citation. So in the fall of 1987, James moved back to Texas, and while living in Texas, he was arrested, charged, and convicted of multiple crimes, including sexual assault, burglary, Escape and bank robbery. Wow. So the sexual assault clearly kind of like, okay, that kind of makes sense of what, yeah, what happened over in Reading. Mm -hmm, right. It's like he's starting to, you know, fit the pattern. Right. So he has spent a significant portion of his life in prison. So in August of 2020, several Reading Police Department detectives and senior deputy district attorney Kelly Caffel flew out to Texas to conduct follow-up interviews on this case, okay? So with the assistance from the Texas Rangers, a search warrant was issued for Jane's DNA. That was fantastic, Jose. You wanna know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried, I opened up, and you don't get any, I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. 
and every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click on the Wine of the Club Month link and sign up, we will earn a commission. You can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code HOLIDAY15 to get $15 off any four-month club, or you can use promo code HOLIDAY20 for $20 off any six-month club, which sounds like a win-win to me. You get to stay home during this COVID-19 pandemic, quarantine by yourself, and your wines. And they ship free. What? Hey, Jose. So you know that during this pandemic, it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can save yourself that trip using Instacart. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. They find everything you usually buy. You can get smart suggestions for new items. They even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too. We are a proud affiliate of Instacart. So head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link. So upon their return, detectives transferred James' DNA sample to the California Department of Justice, Redding's lab. And within a few weeks, the analysis confirmed the original CODIS hit that it was a match. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is years later. Yes. So to, this happened. This just, just happened, right? Right. This happened in 95. And we're now talking about this year in August that they're going to interview this guy and then they're able to get a warrant for his DNA. Mm -hmm. So it was indeed James DNA that was under Christine's fingernails at the time of her murder with an arrest warrant for James for the murder of Christine Monroe. A governor's warrant was obtained so that James could be transferred from Texas to Reading. And upon serving the warrant, James waived extradition with the assistance of Texas Rangers, the Texas Department of Corrections, and the Texas State Troopers. James was transferred to a waiting private plane and flown back to Reading. And get this, this is how recent this case is, okay? Mm -hmm. On October 21st of this year, detectives presented the district attorney with new evidence that authorities said proved that James was responsible for the death of Christine Monroe. The district attorney filed criminal charges, including murder and three special allegations that said that if convicted, James could be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And right now, he's currently in Shasta County Jail being held with no bail. And authorities haven't been able to determine a motive. So hopefully this will bring some sort of closure to Christine's family. Because remember, this case has been cold since 1995. Yeah, 25 years. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, now that they have an arrest and they've determined who did this, um, hopefully that can bring some closure to Christine's family. Because remember, she was a mother of four. As of right now, it seems like they don't know. Did Christine know him? Was this just a random attack? It seems like detectives right now are still trying to figure that out. It seems like James didn't offer any of that information up during the interviews. All they have right now is just the DNA. So even detectives right now are trying to piece it together of how did, was it a random attack? Did, was there some sort of maybe interaction that they have had? 
Had he been stalking her for a while? These are all questions that they just don't know as of right now. So it makes you wonder if this guy, I mean, obviously if somebody does that, Mm -hmm. I mean, likely they're stalking somebody. And for a trail, it's like whoever comes by maybe even. So I wonder if there could be anybody else that this guy could be linked to also. And not only that, but um, I'm also wondering if there's any other victims exactly that he like, might have you know right maybe that was his place where he used to go was in that trail and just try to get whoever would be running by you know yeah so i mean i know like i said there isn't a whole lot of details in this case because this the case it's barely being solved right now right. so i mean hopefully more details will come like i said he was barely transferred back to reading so hopefully as far as i can tell from the research I did he hasn't entered a plea yet so all we know is that his DNA was found underneath her fingernails um, but he hasn't actually gone back to court to plea guilty or not guilty right um, but that'd be interesting to see too so you know hopefully we'll get more information on this case and when we do I will definitely be updating our listeners on this I just thought it was so interesting and you know such something different where it's like this horrible murder had happened but thanks to forensics and the technology that we have now we're able to solve these cold cases that have been you know unfortunately maybe sitting there for a while but yeah, hopefully like they'll 25 be 25 years <laughs> right so hopefully there'll be more cases that we are able to solve you know like i've always said it before i it always takes just one detective to pick up the case and really take a look through it again and you know i wish like i can just walk into you know a cold case room and just pick a box and start reviewing like i mean this is just what i love i love seeing them being solved with the new technology that we have and you know especially with dna everything is changing so frequently it's so rapid right that is just like okay, we can't solve it with what we have now. We just have to wait a few years. And hopefully we would be able to solve more cases that way. If you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover, you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at podcasttruecrimeweekly. And please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show. Now we truly love it and appreciate it if you will leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.